0: You ready?
1: I'm fucking ready.
0: Three, two, one. Welcome to the Politipop podcast, the podcast where we take your favorite pop culture media and discuss the social and political themes within. I am your co-host, Mike Booch, a.k.a. the Soy Boy pseudo-intellectual, and I am happy to be joined by my co-host and best man. Please give it up for Ty.
1: Hey, what's up?
0: And don't forget, if you're listening to this on YouTube, like and subscribe to our channel. That would be fantastic. You can contact us at politipopcast at gmail.com. Find us on Twitter at politipoppod and Instagram at politipoppodcast. Uh Ty, how you doing today, sir?
1: I'm good. I'm I'm very good. How are you?
0: <laughs> um, I'm tired. Uh, yeah, uh, we're uh, we're 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 not gonna be doing housekeeping this week I'll probably there's been a lot I, I just got married
1: yeah <laughs> like two days ago
0: yeah so there's been a lot of uh <laughs> wedding planning leading up to it and then post-wedding taking apart everything because it was a completely DIY wedding um
1: but it was beautiful so uh
0: thank you thank you very much yeah we're 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 glad it worked out Uh, But in the meantime, I know I mentioned it on Twitter, but if you're listening to this, you should definitely listen to Amped Up with Ryan Knight. It's a podcast by uh, Ryan Knight. He's a journalist. Uh, You can find him at uh, Proud Socialist on Twitter. Look into Richard Medhurst's uh, stuff. He's an independent journalist as well, covering a lot of uh, international news as well as uh, news related to the United States. And um, also, as always, listen to Move Left Idiots, the Socialist Talk podcast. They release an episode every Thursday, and uh, we're Basically, all of our episodes are also theirs, like every one of our (laughs) housekeeping episodes. I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, we had similar similar takes on that. (laughs) So if
1: you like our viewpoints, you'll probably enjoy theirs. So I think it's pretty fair to say. Uh, Definitely listen to all of those. They're great.
0: But today we're not doing any housekeeping. We are going to be reviewing another movie. This movie was suggested to us by Twitter follower Lethbridge 3 Her name is Nicole. She's a fellow comrade. And when we put out the call and said, what? Horror movies? Would you like us to review on the podcast? She decided to give us this horror movie. It is called "We Are What We Are" or "Wawa."
1: <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what they call it in the in it. the film world.
0: Yeah, they go, "Oh, did you see Wawa?" And uh, <laughs> the that, 2013 Wawa. Yes, there's a 2013 Wawa and a 2010 Wawa, and uh, we're going to be talking a little bit about both. Uh, but before we do that, oh my god, Ty, do you hear that? What's that? That's the spoiler alert. Put that in post. Nice. That's right. If you are going to be listening to this episode and, and you care about the plot of this film, all two of you. Um,
1: you... <laughs> watch it first and then listen. Yeah, yeah,
0: watch it first before you move forward. There are going to be detailed plot spoilers. We're going through the entire thing. Uh, but now that the spoiler alert is over, Ty, please give him the plot.
1: We are what we are. The Parkers, a reclusive family who follow ancient customs, find their secret existence threatened as a torrential downpour moves into their area, forcing daughters Iris and Rose to assume responsibilities beyond those of a typical family.
0: So when this movie started out, I uh, I searched it up on, I want to say, Hulu, and it was actually a Mexican film called uh, Somos Lo Que hay. We are what we are. And I'm like, all right, cool. So I started watching it. And and I'm like, huh? This is uh, this is interesting. I'm taking notes and everything. And then I look back at the the message thread I had with um with uh, N Lethbridge with Nicole, and i was like oh she gave us the 2013 version not the 2010 version so here i thought they were two completely different films that i just watched 15 minutes of one that has no relation but it turns out that the 2013 version is a remake of the 2010 version the mexican film
1: yeah because americans don't have original ideas anymore so we just especially when it comes to horror we have to rip off everyone else i feel like that's that's modern horror in america okay so let's go the ring originally a japanese film
0: yes um Hunger Games originally Battle Royale a Japanese <laughs> novel yes, turned right. film turned manga I don't know in which order that eventually became the Hunger Games. What
1: was that one with the zombies and like the the apartment complex and they're locked in with the firefighters and stuff. Do you remember that one? Um rec record? Yeah, or, yeah, yeah. Um, the the original's great. The American one was Terrible. What
0: was the what was the uh the American one? Was that quarantine or something? I think yeah, it was
1: with uh Jennifer
0: Carpenter from Dexter, right? That's right. She was she was from Dexter. Yeah. Um okay, what else? There's uh The Killing, which I believe was originally a Swedish film. Uh and that's a that was a series that was it's not necessarily horror, but it's definitely like a drama, thriller, uh, you know, another copaganda yeah. actually. I'm just, you can call it propaganda, but it's about two very fucked up detectives. So, <laughs> one who can never get it right. Like they all they get they they pin the the murders on like fifteen people before they actually <laughs> find the guy who did it. Uh, we well so, got the
1: Grudge. Um, yes, the Grudge. That you was got Broadchurch. Or... Um, oh, Broadchurch. What was that one where there's like a werewolf, a ghost, and a vampire, and they're all roommates? It's it's a Human? British. Yes, be, uh, being human. There's, being human. The, the British one's great, um, but the American one was okay.
0: <laughs> and uh, this film follows in that that great tradition of yes. uh, of a. Uh, Take, taking a film that that has uh, certain cultural roots and values from 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 its original uh, place of creation, and uh, and kind of injecting our own stuff into there. I did not get a chance to watch the original all the way through, but after like, because after I found out uh, that they were both the same film, I really wanted to look at the original and compare it. Right. Uh, but you know, like I said, whole whole wedding and everything. Uh. But there there are there are some interesting themes in this film, and um.
1: This, this film did do well though. Like it it, it went. Uh, I think it did the festival circuit and. It did pretty well there, so you know it's not it's not like a, like a horrible remake or anything like that. Like I know we mentioned some pretty terrible ones, but they they did do a good job, I think, uh, adapting it overall.
0: Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't say that this that this was a bad film at all. It was actually uh, a bit of a challenge for me because, you know, the the whole nature of our podcast is is we kind of choose things that are overtly uh political and socially aware this one was much less so but i think in all horror you can kind of find those themes in there
1: yeah so thank you for the challenge and uh hopefully we we meet expectations here
0: this is probably going to be closer to our spider-man homecoming review in that like you know we pretty much just reviewed the film and then talked a little bit about about how you know it has some political roots but i uh, forgot i was on on that one (laughs) yes yes that was your first appearance on the (laughs) podcast Episode 7 guys listen to it if you feel like it. All right, so um but yeah, so so there are some interesting themes in in this movie just about like uh you know patriarchy and and the expectations of young women as they grow into adults and and how they're kind of naturally expected to become maternal and uh the original uh film instead of the mother dying, it was actually the father who died.
1: Oh, really? Yes,
0: and instead of daughters having to take over the family tradition, it was about sons having to take over the family Mm. tradition. And a big part of the original, from what I saw just skimming through IMDb, was that the sons had to not only handle the tradition, but they also had to take up their father's job.
1: Oh wow! Okay.
0: Yeah, because the family didn't really have that much money. That so, makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, they they kind of alluded to it uh, just just briefly in the 2013 version we watched, on uh, which uh, you know you see the father is like a watchmaker.
1: Yeah, yeah. And, now I uh, wonder if the sons had to go like hunt, uh, for the meal as well. Like here, you know, here we see the father kind of does that, and the daughters just prepare it. You know what I mean? So I'm, I'm curious if that was uh that was part of the original.
0: Well, um. Maybe I'll watch one day. and, we'll, and we'll, do, <laughs> <Same>. <laughs> we'll do we'll do a reboot review review or something like yeah, that. A re review. Um, yeah, like I can only imagine that the you know the themes in that movie were very much like you know when Frankie and I spoke about what masculinity means you know to the uh, to from a Latino standpoint and everything like I'm sure that that played a big part in it. How you know the boys had to become the providers for the family and yeah. and uh, and so on and so forth. And uh, you know what? I I think we might be able to to just pull a theme out right there, too. Like how in holding to old traditions, these individuals who have to, quote unquote, become the providers of the family, like there's no way for you to to prosper unless you victimize other people and unless you literally like
1: eat their essence, eat them. You know, it's a very American theme, right? Very, very United States of America theme. It's you know, it's all about the <laughs> the individual, right? In your family, you know, I gotta protect my family, and that's that's what this this movie is really about. And traditions, like you said, traditions are a huge part uh, of this film. We find out these traditions go back to, I believe, the 1700s, uh, and this family has has kept us alive. Um, and and you know, the father figure, um, he is just so overbearing, right? Like like right off the bat, he's just very. Uh, very strong and intimidating and you could tell you know the daughters are frightened of him um, and they they don't really get to enjoy their lives they have to they have to do with the the family deems of them you know what, whatever they have to do. Uh, and anytime they try to venture out of that, he, he becomes very angry.
0: Yeah. So we see that in the beginning of the film, the, the matriarch of the family, she is, uh, she's trying to get, it looks like she's getting supplies before this huge, uh, storm hits this huge storms about to hit this, uh, this small town. It seems like they're in a pretty rural area. Uh, so, you know, everybody knows each other, but they may not be right down the road from one another. And, um, so she's she's on her way to get supplies, it looks like, but she's having a rough go of it. She's uh, she's like pill rolling, which is like a tremor in the hands uh, that I didn't know was a thing until I look until I saw it in this movie. And I was like, oh, holy shit. My mom used to do that all the time. Oh, I was just like, saying, I like,
1: didn't even know that was a term.
0: Yeah, yeah, pill rolling. Uh, but that becomes like a huge plot point in it. Yeah. In that the you know, the mom is having these weird tremors. She's coughing up like black liquid, uh, bile or blood, like you don't really know exactly what it is. And uh and she she falls down just before she gets back in the car, hits her head, and drowns in a puddle as it fills up and and she dies. So the the Parkers, the main family in this story, it starts off with with the matriarch of the family passing away and uh, you know there's a lot of questions that that you have from the beginning because they don't really tell you anything, and there's the you know they take they take her to the local doctor to to you know identify the body and then of course to to have an autopsy and he's noting very strange things about about the the circumstances of her death. And we also find out not too soon after that the doctor has uh has been missing his daughter for uh for years do, do they give us a number exactly as to how long his daughter's been gone
1: I don't think so it's it's been a significant amount of time though I, I think you know he's uh I think he he's he's older now, and I think she was probably you know uh, they insinuated she seemed like a teenager when she passed when she passed you know uh, when she disappeared probably passed away because they never found her they don't know what happened.
0: He has the whole like keeps her room exactly as it was, and you know it seems like he's gotten over it. Like he's just kind of you know he's living his daily life, but that doesn't really mean he has. You it know, there's no
1: closure, right? I mean, he never yeah. he never found out what happened, and I think that's usually uh, you know a really difficult. Uh, situation for a family member when they don't know what happened to their loved one, uh, and obviously he wanted answers, but um, he doesn't. He doesn't have them.
0: Yeah, and once uh, it becomes possible for him to get some answers, you see that 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 wound has never really closed. It's always no. been something in the back of his head. And uh, and we we get a look at the at the rest of the family of uh, you know the rest of the Parkers. Of course, there's the father. I'm just gonna call him father. Uh, his, his name's, name's Frank, his name. but his I, name's Frank. I, I, yeah, Frank Parker. And uh, there's there's Rory, who is the youngest boy. There's Rose and there's Iris. Yeah. So they're talking, and you know they're talking about how mom hasn't been so well, and how she was having headaches, but the you know Frank wouldn't let her. Go see the doctor for these headaches.
1: Yeah, it's again it's against their traditions, right? He doesn't believe in medicine. Um, they're very religious, and he believes that God will will lead them through whatever whatever circumstances they find themselves in. As long as they stick to their traditions, um, and they you know they they stay true to God, then he will he will help them. They don't need they don't need modern medicine.
0: And I think that that relates perfectly to the current state of the United States as well, because. You know, a lot of people don't recognize this, but the pilgrims who who came to the United States, like, you know, some of the first Europeans to ever, uh, you know, start colonizing the U.S. and uh, destroying everything in North America, uh, they they were here because they were already too religiously weird for a weird religion. <laughs> yeah. Yep. You know, like, because so many forms of oppression and of denying science are grounded in the in, you know, Christianity, uh, Catholicism and and, you know, so many beliefs that people go uh, they go back to and use it to justify denying people rights, denying people health care and stuff like that. Like, you know, there, I've seen people, oh, we'll get through it if God wills us to. Let's not worry about covid. I don't need to wear a mask. Uh, um you know but even even before then there there's there's always been this idea that like you have to you have to stick to the to the traditions no matter how weird they are and our our country was started by the outcasts of the people who already were a part of this cult yeah and you know i'm i'm sure that we we do have some religious listeners somewhere out there and i i don't mean to offend you if if you're one of the people who believes in your Faith, and takes all the parts that are like, oh, I will use this to be kind to others. Yeah, I may not, yeah. yeah.
1: I don't think religion is inherently evil, right? It it's that blind fanatic who, uh, you know, d- doesn't want to listen to reason or have empathy, and only sticks to, you know, uh, what what they believe. Well, a lot of times it's it's false interpretations anyway, right? You know, it, yep. they, they pick and choose what what they want to follow from from their scripture and not. And not follow the whole thing, you know. I mean, Jesus Christ was one of the most like you know passionate and and uh, empathetic beings in in religious history. But I think a lot of Christians, you know, tend to uh, to not listen to what he would have, you know, supposedly would have done or, or would have wanted, and and follow very specific parts of the Bible and things like that. So, yeah, you know, here we 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 see kind of the family. Uh, following very, very strict guidelines of their religion. And I, I don't think they, they really go much into uh, like a title for it. Right. But um, we know that's something they've been following since at least the 1700s. And, um, you know, there, there is a book that uh, the father has. And I think he gives it to the daughters later to read. That kind of breaks down the, the history of their traditions and and why they follow it. Yeah. So a big part of this tradition uh,
0: does date back to, I, I think you said, like the 1700s. And their, their ancestors were people who, and this is also mentioned, at least loosely, in uh, history, uh, people's history of the United States, how during the winter, the colonizers didn't know exactly how to tend the land and how to thrive on it. So there were moments where they would be searching for food and shelter and legit dug up graves to eat people's bodies. Yeah. Like, that, that is actual... History. That's something that happened in our history that that's never mentioned, right? No, we only hear about never. the greatest, the best, and brightest of all the white people who helped build the country, but you know the people who didn't know how to how to work the land, uh, and could have been taught how to, um, you know, by by a bunch of the natives who were totally familiar with it and willing to share that knowledge. Uh, you know, there there instead were people who who had to resort to cannibalism in order to survive, and this isn't an exact. Uh, story from those times but it's about a family who uh you know was going out to find game and they were going to starve and then one person came back and the others didn't and it turns out that what they had to do after three days of starving was eat other people so since that was the whole origin of their salvation in the united states that's what this family the parkers have stuck to like there's the bible and then there's this diary that that Shows them their tradition, shows them their history. And so even to this day, although it's not necessary and completely outdated, they have a three day moment of uh, they have a three day period of abstinence where nobody is allowed to eat. They're not allowed to partake in what uh, meat grain. Yeah. Um, you know i think that's it but the boy is allowed to have like a glass of milk
1: that's about it that's all the only sustenance they're they're allowed during this uh, this period
0: yeah and they have to get what they call a lamb in 2 days which we kind of have an idea of what that is they you know they we know from the beginning almost that they're cannibals yeah they, but... they they
1: really they they don't try to hide it uh you know it's i don't think it's supposed to be this big twist um i think they they want you to know but they want to reveal it in a very you know uh menacing slow manner where like, you, you have an idea, but they don't quite say it. Um, and it does, it does work. It definitely, it's, uh, it's menacing.
0: And I think that Emma, who, who is the late mother of the family, the one who passes away at the beginning, she, she does have such an interesting character in this, even though they don't show it to us. But they do show us her children. And I think that that shows us everything we need to know about her. Because we see that despite the fact that her two daughters and son grew up in this incredibly oppressive and backwards household, that they're still kind people like they, they still they still will break tradition when their father's not looking because the kid the, you know their youngest brother still needs food and still needs um you know still needs some sustenance so they give him a little bit of cereal when nobody is looking and um you know that kind of reminds me of i used to work at a chinese restaurant a few years ago and seems like a few years it's actually probably like what, <laughs> it's been a six while. or seven it yeah day. it's been a long <laughs> time part. it really has been but I remember around Lent, there were always people who were coming in and getting seafood, you know, because that was that was the workaround, right? We have to abstain from, uh, from from meat on Fridays, but we, of course, we can eat seafood and, yeah. and stuff like that. But I remember there was one mother who came in and she ordered a pint of boneless ribs, and she said, "Oh, well, you know, my son he won't eat the seafood, so he's got to eat something." And in my head, I'm like, "Okay, so you truly don't believe in your religion?" Yeah. Like. If you really believed, if you legitimately believed in these supernatural forces that will send you to a fiery pit of despair for all of eternity,
1: you would not break those rules. It's just tradition, right? Like, I think we're raised on traditions. Uh, Every single one of us has a tradition that's that's passed down, Um, whether it's, you know, during the holidays or religious or... Thanksgiving meals, or whatever you might, you know, you might want to want to talk about. They're, they're, it's all there. Like, there's always a, a tradition, and I think um, there there is a there's like a fear of breaking it because it's what you know, and you know you've been told that this is the right thing to do. Even if you have doubts in the back of your mind, you still want to stick to those traditions. I think there's a comfort there. Um, but yeah, I mean, I agree. Like, if, if she really believed. That you know there was this fate that could be so horrible for not following it. She probably wouldn't let her son break that tradition, but uh, you know she she did. So it it's an interesting view, and I think the you kind of see that with this family here, right? Like the the kids, they don't want to follow this tradition. You know they they really don't. Um, I think Rose in particular is very empathetic, and she's she's someone who doesn't you know want to partake in these customs anymore. Um, but you know ha- how do you get out? She's 14 years old and she has two siblings that she loves. you know her older sister who's kind of taking on the lead role in this in this situation uh, and her younger brother and her father you know is is again very oppressive and and very dedicated to to what he's he's followed I guess his entire life. Um, and it, it's obviously taken a toll on on their lives, uh, even with the people around them. you know we learned that Iris the older uh, the older daughter, she, she kind of had a little bit of a thing with one of the deputies, right? Like she mentions later he was the first boy she ever kissed and, you know, he still holds feelings for her. And maybe they would be together right now if the father would allow it, but he he won't, right? They have to stick to these these traditions right now. Uh, and, and so it, it takes a toll on the whole family.
0: Just want to note that deputy is played by the same actor who plays Zook in uh, 22 Jump Street. So <laughs> yeah. very interesting for me because uh, Channing Tatum's crush, you know, his, his, his boyfriend... <laughs> Uh, they had their literal meat cute at the beginning at football tryouts. So I was like, he's oh, actually, shit, he's a Duke's cool actor,
1: man. He was in black mirror. Uh, he oh, was, get out of here. Yeah. He was an overlord. Like he's done some cool stuff. Actually he was in like, overlord.
0: In... That's right. I was watching that recently.
1: Yeah. He's um, pretty cool.
0: Oh, speaking of uh, other horror movies I was watching recently. Have you seen the nun? Uh, no, I haven't actually. So I, I threw it bad. on, <laughs> uh, on demand the other day. It's on TBS on demand. And, um, And there's this interesting point in the beginning where, like, basically the two people who have to go investigate the nun or this like this priest who's kind of like the the renegade priest you know and like they call him in they're like oh you, you we need you to do this but we're still not going to recognize you as a as like one of our 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 own like stuff like that and then he's like go get someone so he goes and gets this this nun in training and she's teaching uh in all girls class about the story about the dinosaurs and and one of them is like, "Oh well, uh." you know um headmistress blah 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 says that that the dinosaur bones were put here by god to test our faith and the teachers like that seems like kind of a cruel joke for god to play right mm. and and it's like oh but it doesn't mention anything in the bible about dinosaurs living with humans or, or whatever and she's like well i think that if we have to believe that god gave us an amazing creation and we have to acknowledge all mysteries of it and learn to explore the beauties of it and I'm like, oh shit, like that, that. So that's the kind of that's the you know that kind of relates back to exactly what we were saying. Like you know there there are very different interpretations. But if you truly do believe that that some omnipotent being uh, force created all of this, there's no reason why you should doubt the thing, the ideas that humans come up with. You shouldn't doubt science. You shouldn't doubt homosexuality as being valid when it's it's clearly exhibited in multiple species throughout our planet for yeah. so much longer than than we'll acknowledge like you know just, just a little bit a little bit of a digression. yeah i, like, I am you know, always
1: whatever. curious about that do they think it's just like a constant test all the time you know of, of it's always a of test us. of our faith yeah it's just like i don't know if he gave us free will then he gave us free will so you know we're, we're enacting it stop fighting it
0: I'd say if it is a legitimate test, and you know what? I I do want to review Punk Rock Jesus at some point, so oh, we'll definitely yeah. go back to these themes. Uh, but if it is a legitimate test of your faith, like, all the time, then so many people are failing. Oh, yeah. Because, you know, let's say let's say God is the type of person who just likes to play pranks on people, right? Like he did with uh, Abraham and Isaac. You could say, oh, God put gay people here to see if we would be decent toward them. Mm. And we fucking haven't been. So, yeah. like... You know, if even if you obviously I don't believe in that, I, I don't believe in any uh, any God that anyone's interpreted thus far. I don't doubt the existence of some omnipotent being, but he wouldn't care where I put my penis or, you know, like <laughs> th- there's there's bigger things to worry about when you can create life with a snap of a finger, you know. So um, but yeah, we also see this this moment where. I think it's just after the funeral that they have for the mom. You see that the father, Frank, is just like, he's shaking. He's he's exhausted because he hasn't, which I guess it's just from the cannibalism because there are people who do like three-day fasts and they don't look like that. Like, yeah. like today, there are people who fast all the time. And they don't look
1: that bad. <laughs> well, well, you know, um, they do explain later, right, that the mother had a rare disease, right? Uh, I think it was called Kuru disease or something, and it, it's a... Uh, it comes from from cannibalism. Uh, that's the most common, you know, trait of, of people who have it. And they found that I think in, uh, in in like specific tribes that that. Uh enacted into cannibalism and it's supposed to be a like a degenerative brain disease where um you know it it messes up your motor functions you shake uh it damages your memory um you bleed from the nose and you know the mother wasn't it was showing a lot of these symptoms and the father does show these throughout the film right he starts bleeding from the nose and his hands constantly shaking so i think you know that him and his wife had been partaking in cannibalism so long that this disease is really running rampant in them now. Um, and, and it's becoming obvious to, to you know, uh, even to their family eventually. You know, the kids, I think, are starting to notice the father is, is definitely not well. Um, and, but he keeps, he keeps going to this tradition. He believes if he, if he follows it, that he will be okay. You know, he just needs to, to eat. Uh, he needs to eat people in order to feel better.
0: Yeah, you know, like, you know, we dabble once a year. It's not a big thing, but, you know, we sometimes just eat people. We like to spice it up. Like, I imagine (laughs) that's it. Like, I guess, like you said, just because they've been doing it for so long. Now, obviously, I'm no doctor, but I'd assume that... You know, it's okay to eat people once a year.
1: You know? Do do you think they actually spice it up or are they just like serving up some really plain? They, so they don't.
0: And I'm only saying that because of their Caucasian. Yeah. um, Their Caucasian. Yeah. If they they cook
1: anything like my parents, there's there's no seasoning in
0: there. You know what we got to do? We gotta watch the Mexican version and see if they're throwing adobo in their people. That's what we gotta do. We gotta see what they're putting. They're throwing cilantro in there, you know, like that. I,
1: honestly, man, like my girlfriend's been you gonna gotta make eat. some bomb ass food. So if they, if I walk in and I smell that and it smells as good as, as good as the food I've had, I might try it. I'm like, you
0: know what? I'll do it. What if it is a spicing thing, and that's why Hannibal Lecter has never gotten those tremors, because oh like God, he's just such crazy. a good cook. Yeah, because he eats like, meat
1: way more than this family does. He,
0: yeah, he, he, he's not just an annual. You know, he doesn't dip his toe into the pool of cannibalism. He like <laughs> is cannibalism. Yeah. Um, but uh, that's so funny how like that never made it into the lore of like Matthew Fuller's uh, series.
1: Yeah, right. Interesting.
0: Because you think that would have been like one of the ways they could have found out about the Chesapeake Ripper.
1: Yeah, I, I guess they didn't want Hannibal to start going mad, so.
0: Yeah, but even if it were other people who are, oh, like, yeah, like yeah. maybe Hannibal's like, oh, my Lithuanian heritage has blah, 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 <laughs> you know, it made, me, it made me invulnerable to this, I'm immune to it. But everybody else starts coming away with tremors after they, you know, they've been at Hannibal's sure <laughs> he, he's always
1: feeding everybody humans, <laughs> right? Like, ooh. The key
0: is to turn the dinner parties into swinger parties as well. Ah, okay. And then people are too busy getting tested for STDs and stuff that they don't even that they miss the whole like having tremors and throwing up black fluid. They think it's just the gonorrhea. They
1: all right. It. Somebody write a fanfic where uh, Uncle Hannibal comes to visit the Parkers and
0: <laughs> on it. Uh, <laughs> on it. Uh but yeah, so the father has this interesting moment where they load him into the truck because he can't walk himself. He's way too weak. And he says the seed will become the tree that bears the fruit. And this freaked me out so bad because I thought I thought this was gonna be like all about incest. Because oh, the oldest God. sister, she has to take on the roles of the mother. And it turns out the roles of the mother really is just you know, to prepare the body is to be, you know, cook, you know, get in the kitchen and cook the people uh, for, you know, for the family, feed the family. I thought he was going to be like, all right, we're making another kid. With oh, you my or, God. Uh, I didn't even think of like that, that, but
1: that would have you been didn't, horrible.
0: That wow. was the first place my mind went. I was like, yo, this is going to be an
1: incest filled movie. Oh, I just knew like ca- there was happen. cannibalism. So I was just like waiting for it. But yeah, I mean, it's a very out, you know, even if it wasn't cannibalism, it's still a very outdated tradition. Right, that that the eldest daughter has to now be in the kitchen cooking and preparing the food. You know, that's not the father's duty. It's never going to be the son's duty. It's going to be, you know, the daughter's duty. And, uh, you know, he he feels very strongly about this and and forces her to, to take on this role immediately. And, uh, we do see that things start to unravel
0: when the storm hits. It starts unearthing a lot of very ugly things, like literally unearthing them. The doctor is down by the stream and he starts seeing bones. Come up. uh And upstream is the Parker's estate or the Parker's property. And yeah. he's like, huh, this is weird. He's taking it to the cops and they're not. Once again, this continues the tradition of cops being useless in, in <laughs> horror movies, making horror movies superior to every genre. That's very true. Yes. Uh, <laughs> was this
1: before or after the, that young girl went missing?
0: I think it was, uh it might have been before or around the same time. I'm yeah. not going completely chronologically. But, right, right. I'm just trying to figure yeah. out if
1: that's why he was looking in the stream in the first place. Because they're searching for a missing teenage girl, right? Um, and, and, you know, they, they start looking around for her because obviously the storm has wrecked havoc on this town. I mean, the roads are flooded. There's power outages, you know, uh, streets are completely blocked off. So, um, you know, it's, it's chaotic and and (laughs) the, the sheriff actually doesn't even want to look for her. Right. He's like, he's like, give it 24 hours. Uh, I got a lot going on. And if she still hasn't come home from her friend's house, uh, you know, we'll, we'll take a look, and her parents are like, she's never done this before. And it's not like it's, like, like, 1995, like, everyone has cell phones. So I'm like, you know, she probably could have found a way to get in touch with you. Um. They also, I think, they say like it's like the first forty-eight hours are the most vital to finding a missing like person.
0: That is exactly what they so, said. So yeah. they're like, you
1: know, give it twenty-four hours so that we only have twenty-four hours left to find her. Uh, we, we, but uh, you know, he does wind up. All right, we'll make some missing posters and and you know starts getting to town looking for her. Um, and, and it starts making people actively search. So now you know you have people um, like Deputy Anders. Uh, you know one of the one of the police officers who's looking Yeah, Zook who's who's looking through the stream, trying to you know find find her and and they're finding these body parts and it's uh it's pretty gruesome and I just want to note how the sheriff is he's like, listen, we got bigger
0: problems to take care of before the storm hit. a woman died in the storm, so like <laughs> Yeah. I don't know. I, I just feel like that might be something you want to look into. But the doctor and all of his uh, anatomical expertise, he he has good reason to believe that these bones that are washing up don't belong to animals, that they belong to people. And uh, and so he, uh, along with, uh, with Deputy Zook, decides to investigate this and they're you know they're trying to find more bones and dig up stuff and and uh and the daughters are trying to throw zook off the trail they you know they're they don't like him being there or at least the middle one what was her name was she rose or rose iris? rose iris rose is the okay. one. rose and that actor would actually go on to play ruth lang uh Langbird? lang langston langmore she would go on to play uh ruth langmore in ozark netflix's most okay series iris or rose and- who was the middle daughter rose Rose okay yeah rose she was, she was also I believe in uh
1: Ruth Langmore uh oh gosh, what was that Timothy Oliphant show that was really good justified yeah, yeah oh. she was, I think she was in that too
0: good on her i really yeah. I really want to see her work more I want to see her like headline like you know like get top billing in a film soon i I think she really has what it takes she hasn't really had her her moment if I can yeah, say yeah. that but sure, I think yeah. I think she's very very talented actor um. But yeah, so wait, why did I say this poor fucking neighbor? What did he do? There, oh, oh, oh! The woman, the woman who's trying to oh, help Dan, out. The I family. was wrong, by the way.
1: She wasn't in there, so you can just cut that out. She was in the Guys, she, uh, was, the Amer- she, she was, was in the Americans. Time. I knew it was a show I watched. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but yeah, so so also there's this neighbor who. It's not really relative to the to the political analysis of the story, but she's trying so hard to help this family out. She's babysitting the youngest kid. She's she's trying to, you know, go over and do house calls. And uh, when the kid gets a fever, she's she's um, you know, she's trying to make she's making food for them. Sorry about your loss. And the, everyone in that family is shitting on her all the time.
1: I'm just saying if I was the neighbor, I would have probably called the police a long time ago because they are so shady. Right? Like, they are way shady and they treat her like crap, even though she's constantly helping. But they're always asking her so to watch mean. the kid, right? They're like, can you watch Rory for like an hour? And then, like, they come together and, and they're just like, fuck off. Like, leave us alone. I'm like, wow. You guys <laughs> might want to, like, stay on her good side because she can, like, blow up your spot at any point, but. Uh, they don't give a
0: shit. Oh, also, I, I wanted to note that this is an annual tradition that, like, they go through the motions of doing, but they literally hate every second of it, these kids. And yeah. I was just like, huh, we go through a tradition every four years that we also hate, and uh, and we're, we're coming up on it soon. Uh, um, <laughs> and, and I also want to note that it takes a natural disaster to unearth all the ugliness that's been hidden under the surface, and that's not too different from... Where COVID-19 has hit and really exposed the bare bones of capitalism and and all of its its downfalls and shortcomings. And, uh, you know, it's really showed the values
1: of the United States. Yeah. Those problems I, were always there. But now that, you know, we're we're our most vulnerable, um, it collapses. Right. Like you, it does not hold up under the weight of this just you know just like their traditions are not going to hold up under the storm they you know how how can they hide this there's literally body parts floating downstream um you know they, they only have so much time before someone figures it out and you know doc, the doc is who, who's a real mvp like he, he just he just knows right away yeah he's like, thank he's like, god yeah, yeah like he somebody just, can think he is doing detective work right he's the one that figures out the disease i mean the 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 sheriff does nothing. It's, it's all Doc. Marrow, he
0: steals so. the sheriff's gun too. Yeah, he does. His, his, He's so clever. He brings time, his dog over,
1: right? He's like, "Hey, can you oh, watch so my dog," good. and he sneaks in.
0: <laughs> you know, the one time, like, like these these small town cops, they don't want to bust in with guns a blazing. And the doctor's like, "All right, I gotta, I gotta pack some heat, and uh, <laughs> I'm gonna make a house call." But, uh, but that that happens a little bit later on. Um, I I did just want to note how like. Once again, it's the younger ones who know that this is wrong. Like in all of the movies we've reviewed, you know, we're talking you know, we're talking about Parasite, we're talking about Snowpiercer, we're talking about uh Eloyo, the platform. Like they, you know, it was always the younger generations who had to carry the next thing. And it's always the older people who are upholding traditions that are terrible traditions to uphold. Yeah. And but they think it's so right all the time. And that's like exactly where we are as a country it's kind of where we've always been as a country really you know they hated the hippies in the 70s who were protesting the Vietnam war and you know anybody who wants to go against the grain and it's grain and it's normally the younger generation uh, and they just don't believe that sacrificing lives is justified like their father does oh we got to do it to survive you know you think of the economy now all right we got to sacrifice lives for the economy but you know, but we know like we know it's not. And honestly, I don't want to say you and I, we're not Gen Z. You know, no, we're all no. millennials at I this mean, point.
1: That's, you're right, though. It was a funny uh, meme. I think I might have sent it to you. You know, it was like generational support. And it's Boomer uh, saying, stop being so sensitive, throwing stuff at a millennial who's like, please stop being racist. And then there's a Gen Z kid going, "Eat the rich, Black Lives Matter, defund the police," and the Millennials are like, "You're doing great, sweetie." Like, and I feel like that's just kind of yep. how it is, right? Like, like the younger generations are are, are getting more and more progressive and, and like really calling this shit out. Uh, and it, it makes me happy, you know. I think as Millennials, we gotten stuck in a bad spot, and uh, it was very defeating, and we kind of gave up on the fight for a while, you know. And Gen Z's like, they're 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 just not having it. So it's it's pretty cool to see. Um, and yeah, you know we're we're trying to break these these traditions uh, of racism, uh, of sexism, of, of anything you can possibly imagine that's oppressive, and, and try to make it a you know a better world. And and, and you see that with these kids, you know, um, Iris actually has to kill the the person they're going to eat, right? Which I think is someone they know in the town, and you know, and Rose yeah, does. It is a small town. She's so upset, like she doesn't want to be a part of this, and Iris doesn't either. She's doing it to protect her. Her siblings, you know, because the father's going to expect this, and they're just put in such an awkward spot, um but like you said, they anytime they can try to break the traditions they do, but you know they're they're definitely their their lives are literally in danger if they don't follow the the traditions of their father
0: I also want to mention this moment where Iris, who's the eldest daughter, yes. right yep, go me uh that <laughs> iris. Uh, so she kind of does have this moment where she, you know, she comes across Zook at, you know, just as he finds a tooth in the stream on their property, Ugh. and uh, and she's like, "Oh, you want me to get you some some dry socks?" Uh, you know, I see that you you got wet socks. He's like, "Yeah, sure." So, you know, he's trying to work game. That you know, they're walking around. Uh, well, he's been pining I mean, after her for a long time, right? Like he re- time yeah, he her. really he's has. Just been, like, oh, you're like the most game. beautiful
1: girl, and you know all this stuff, which I'm sure
0: is yeah. She's definitely like the most beautiful girl for. 10 square miles, like, without (laughs) a shadow of a doubt. Yeah, for sure. Uh, (laughs) uh, All the other ones have been eaten by this family. But he... um But yeah, he and he and he and her end up. Why are they walking in the cemetery again? You watched. She she
1: was going to bring him to their like ancestral burial ground or something like that. Like that's right. She She says that that's why
0: the bones might have been coming up. Right. She's like, oh well, you know, we have our our family members have been buried on this property for ages. That's probably that. That's what it is. Thank God she's thinking. And you know what? I'm gonna digress again because. There is this whole idea of, like, oh, the man has to be the provider of the family and the woman has to do this, blah, 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 Like, how often does a young girl become a woman and then instantly not only does she have to become, like, the matriarch of the family, but you'll hear how many people after their family loses a mother, right? Oh, you know, the mom was the one who held the family together.
1: Yeah. Like,
0: yep. yeah, that's exactly the case. Like, why are I mean, society- This is like a coming-of-age story,
1: you know? It's yes. like she's, she's trying to- you know, uh, figure out herself while also helping her family, you know? And I think she, I think she is attracted to him. I think she does, you know, she does have feelings for him, you know? Um, at the I,
0: least, as you know, find I, out,
1: I, I, I feel um, like she was, yeah, she was trying to probably keep him alive. Um, she knew her father would kill him, but at the same time, you know, knew that it could possibly come to to him being murdered. Uh, so, you know, she tries, she tries to think of this great story and I think it it, it is working, right? He like, He's so infatuated with her. I think he'd believe anything she said to him at that point. But, um, yeah. it, it, you know, it's definitely, like, a, it's a good plan. Uh, and so she leads him there. And, like, they have this, like, really intimate moment, right? Where, like, you know, he's telling her how beautiful she is. And she's, like, you know, not on the inside. And and he's, just, you know, he's like, why? Well, he's like, and he's you're like, going to be. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> oh, <laughs> he didn't say that exactly. No, but, but he's just like, no, he's like, you know, you're, you're good. Like, you know, he... Like you said, spitting game, and and uh, and she winds up, you know, making love to him, which I didn't see coming. That was that was yeah. Pretty surprising. They
0: they do on her on the soil where where her, her ancestors are buried. They do make fuck, um, <laughs> and uh, it's 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 a it's like a quick one too, because like they they're not even a hundred percent undressed. They're just like all right, like let like let's do this, and yeah. and you're right, it it is this coming of age moment, and um, you know because because like. I think she's had to she's had to take on so much responsibility in the family that she really has lost her own individuality. Right. And, you know, the this moment where she finally does get to kind of, uh, you know, become a woman and and be with another person sexually, it, you know, really is, um you know, a vulnerable moment. And, and kudos to this guy, he's finally getting it. Persistence is key and and then boom, he gets hit in the head with the sharpest shovel known to man. He gets impaled and in the head with, with that shovel, right? I, I did under I did undercut pun unintended the uh, the fact that, yeah, you're right, that he gets slashed through his skull by this shovel that her father is wielding. Yeah, and uh, and he's bleeding all over her. It was fucking gross. I mean, I mean, it's a horror movie. It's awesome. You know, we're reviewing horror movies this month. Yeah, yeah. And uh, you know what? The biggest part of this, uh, the biggest surprise I had in this scene was what? That the her father digs the grave for him. That lazy son of a bitch. He who has his daughters do everything. He digs the grave for her.
1: Well, that's only because he's like, I don't know if he calls her a slut, but he definitely, like, you know, he talks about how she brings shame to the family, and he's like, you know, get in the house, and, you know, I think he's just so disgusted with her, he wants her out of the way, and doesn't trust her to take care of it. Um, which again is, you know, such an outdated concept, like how dare she have sex out of wedlock, right? Like, I I guess that's what he's saying. I don't know. I mean, they do have to marry, right? Like he had a wife and, and kids. I assume that's, you know, they do, they do have marriage and pass down their traditions to their children. So I don't know how they would pick uh, a new, uh, cannibal, like, you know, loved one. Cannibal bride. Yeah. Like, I'm really curious, like how they, how they go about doing that, but uh, unless they keep it in the family. I don't know. They never said it, but... Uh, well,
0: that's, you know, what I was also thinking. Have you ever yeah. uh, seen that John Mulaney sketch? Like, he has a bit in one of his... uh It's not a sketch. It's a bit that he has in one of his stand-up specials, and, uh, you know, they're like, oh, so anything new you want to tell us? And he's like, not unless you get really cool about a lot of things really quickly. Like, <laughs> So tell us, what are some traditions your family has? So, how do you feel about cannibalism? <laughs> like... <laughs> I don't like it. Okay, well, no reason I asked it, but we will not be having a second date. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know what? Can I just go back to that whole, like, trope that, you know, there's the whole, like, dads against daughters dating and the whole, like, oh, if you're going to date my daughter, you you know, I'm going to be shining my gun, blah, blah, yeah, blah. Like, yeah. I don't know. It's, that's the stupidest thing in the world. I really can't stand that uh, that idea. And, he like, her father doesn't exactly say those things, but... I feel like it kind of is representative of that of that culture that yeah. like oh you know my daughter you know she can't she can't grow up and become a woman and all this other are, stuff. Are you it's saying
1: like, it's not accurate or that you just don't agree with it? Oh, I'm saying that I don't agree with it. Right. I was yeah, saying because there's I, so many dads that do do, <laughs> that, do that. You know, uh, but it it is a little ridiculous.
0: Yeah, in my opinion, and granted, I haven't had a daughter, but I feel like if I raised her well enough, then. I don't have to worry about the guys that she's bringing home. Yeah. Like, that's that's it. You know, if I raised her well enough and, you know, and I'm willing to be involved in her life and, you know, and honestly, I, I don't know if I am going to have kids or anything, but, but you know, if it does happen... I mean, you know how I am as a person. We'll see if I become a totally, like, conservative and, uh, and sheltering parent. But also, like, I'm not going to be making my kids watch porn like I did when I was growing up. But also, like, I don't think that sex should be a taboo thing to talk about. I think that your children are more likely to come to you with questions and problems that you can solve instead of going to fucking Reddit or, yeah, you know. There's got to, this got to or, be a middle ground, of right? Friends. Yeah, yeah. You remember, um, you remember Johnny Jekyll? your boy that you can call in yeah yeah yeah. we went to middle school together and literally one day he was like he was talking to me like this was a fact everybody knew he was like yeah you know my dad has his girlfriend and you know how when you have sex your penis gets bigger every time so he's (laughs) been having a lot of sex and he just he just said it like i was like when you have sex your penis gets bigger every time (laughs) he just said that this this 14 year old boy just comfortably threw that fact out there and i was like I don't I don't think that one's we'd all be walking around like Tetsuo at the end of Akira like <laughs> like we just incredibly wild. Wait, he was 14 when he said cyber that. Dicks. Yeah, he was I like, feel like he's yeah. younger. He was like 13 14 when he mentioned that having a penis clear like having sex clearly makes your penis grow bigger every That's single time. Now we start seeing that uh that that this movie is coming coming to uh well you know Zook didn't get to. Yeah, well, Zook <laughs> didn't get to come to climax,
1: but this movie no. is.
0: Tell me a little bit about what the doctor does and uh, cuz you you literally just watched the climax of the movie. So,
1: so yeah, had like, a, what happened like maybe an hour ago. Uh well, so w- once the doc <laughs> realizes like he's researching these diseases and he's been examining, you know, um the, the bones he's been finding, he realizes there's like serrated blades that have been used and special types of uh, knives that have been used in, in these cuts. I'm and sorry,
0: real quick, because you keep calling him Doc or whatever. Yeah. Uh, he's like, he goes, Marty, it's your kids. They're <laughs> eating people. Marty,
1: <laughs> your kids are eating people. Doc, <laughs> Doc, Mar-
0: Uh We're going, we don't need bones. All right, sorry, sorry. Yeah. So he, back, he's back also a forensic four. specialist, this doctor. <clears throat> Thank God. Thank you. He, he is doctor brilliant. He's
1: good at everything. He's I know. He's the only doctor in this town. He is he is great, um, yeah. So he you know he realizes like there's some ominous shit going on, right? He 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 realizes all these different you know blades have been used to cut, and you know he knows they're they're human human bones. He's been working with Deputy Anders to find more, and he's trying to reach him, and he can't get him on a cell phone because uh, you know he's dead. And uh, the, the doc, you know, he he once he realizes about this disease, he kind of he puts it all together. You know, he realizes that the family are are most likely cannibals. And he, he has actually researched how many people have gone missing. And I think he says only three people in their town have gone missing, his daughter being one of them. But if you take, like, the town surrounding it, like, go to, like, a I don't know, like a 50 or 100-mile radius, there have been, like, a ton of disappearances um, of, of people that were never found. So, you know, he he's, he's on to them. So I think he texts Anders to meet him at the Parker home. I'm sorry, um, real quick. Yeah. I'm not sure if they
0: mentioned whether or not the mother had to go and grab people, but I'm sure that those th- I'm sure that those three people who went missing within the town were all kidnapped by the father, and that if it were up to the mother, she went out outside of town limits and did the work, okay? Because once again, their father is fucking lazy as shit, and it's all <laughs> the women in the house do everything else. <laughs> He's the one who, who, who fucked up their whole He's like, I, I, I gotta make some
1: watches. I'm going down the street and
0: grabbing the, the Jones daughter. Would you pick up the did you pick up the annual sacrifice on the way home from work? Oh fuck. Um Yeah, 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 yeah. I just I'll be I'll be home in an hour. Uh I got some stuff. Like an hour? It usually takes like, me 4. Uh, like shopping. <laughs> exactly. He's like he's going to Walgreens last minute for Christmas presents. He's like, <laughs> "Oh god." Um uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. do you have a blood disease no all right get in my
1: truck sorry sorry i keep cutting you off all right it's crazy they have gotten away with it this long though you know like it's just like all these people have gone missing and i feel like the sheriff hasn't even looked into it like that's just the vibe i got from him like he yeah was just... i mean they're pillars of the community yeah. i guess like
0: and you I, did say that I they're guess. a sketchy family but i think they also own like a trailer park like yeah. i think a lot of like, their they own a lot of land income yeah, and I think that the well, there's one point where one of the guys in in a trailer he's like, "Yo, there's no more work here. I got to go." So he yeah. gives the last of the rent. He doesn't say, "Yo," <laughs> but, yeah. but he gives the last of his uh, the last of the rent that he owes to to Mr. Parker and then leaves. Like so so these people I think are an important part of the the local economy right. too. Right? That and makes you know sense. what? You want to dig that, in, right? You, you think about all the politicians who have been connected, and celebrities, and and b- millionaires, billionaires who have been connected to Jeffrey Epstein, and we don't give a fuck. Yeah, like we've totally let that go by. We yeah, that we fucking Bill Gates their, and Chris Tucker have been on the yeah have been on the Lolita Express. Bill Clinton is still held up as I don't know what like. Why do we How? fucking like right? Bill Clinton? Like, Why do I know, we... it's
1: unbelievable! It is
0: ridiculous, man. We keep giving all these people passes because they did one thing. You know, like that hard times article you sent me the other night. You know, oh, uh, artist George W. Bush canceled
1: after <laughs> allegations of war crimes resurface. Like, it's just like it, it was not in the in the spotlight anymore. People just forget, right? Like, so you go from the Clinton's crimes, you go to Bush. All of a sudden, everybody loves Clinton. They hate Bush, right? And then and then you know now you got Trump everybody loves loves Bush and they love Obama and they, they hate Trump like it's just you know they, they pick a new monster and they just focus on that and they just they just forgive uh, the past crime like oh they're cool now you know and it's like it, it's not that simple it's not like they they I don't know, uh, you know, did, did, like, something stupid, like, you know, uh, were, were arrested for having marijuana when they were, were you know, a kid. On, and, and, like, you're, you're going to, like, oh, yeah, like, whatever. Not a big deal. Like, they're literally, like, war crimes, right? Like, they've raped people. They've killed people. And, and the fact that we just go, eh, it's all right. Like, we'll move on. It's just, it's, uh, it's, it's well, pretty yeah. crazy. I mean,
0: we forgave Obama as he was doing stuff. Citizens United and all those drone yeah. strikes and the Affordable Care Act that did not give you know, that did not give health care to as many people as it should have. And even then, healthcare is still super expensive. Like, we forgave him for all of these things as they were happening. Like, yeah. Obama can do no wrong in world's right? eyes. Put kids like, in
1: cages, drone striking the yes, fuck out of people. Set records for <sighs> deportations. I mean, the guy had the biggest progressive, like, backing probably ever, right? Like, you know, change. He was all about change, and he did fucking nothing. So, it's, it's just, uh... Yeah, I mean, it's it's really crazy that we forget this stuff.
0: It's like they they say on Move Left also. Like, next, you know, a couple administrations from now, we're going to start making Trump out to be cute and everything. Like, oh, like, you know, Trump, like, oh, we're going to forget about the over 200,000 dead from COVID. We're going to forget about the emboldening of white supremacists. We're going to forget about everything. And
1: by we, obviously, you and I won't. But, yeah.
0: you know, there are going to be people, oh, Trump did this funny thing. He had a
1: meme or, or something. Like, yeah, it'll be the, ne- the next monster know, they're focusing against. And then we'll go... You were the ones that were yelling at us for not voting Joe Biden in to get rid of him, and now you're all best friends with him, and and they'll just be like, well, he, you know, he's he's part of the resistance, right? that's so what they said I move left. He's 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 a rebel now. It's just it's, <laughs> that's what they're gonna hilarious. say, yeah. Because they said like Trump would
0: comment on another politician and be like, oh well, his hair looks stupid, and they're like, yeah, Trump's our hero because he
1: said the bad guy has stupid hair, like <laughs> yeah, something. It's just like, it's just like man, it's 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 all a, it's a play, right? We like, care it's, about it's theater. It's that's, theater, man.
0: Yeah. That's all it is, uh, political theater. But, yeah, so uh, so the doctor decides to make this house call just as they're yeah. they're having their their person
1: stew. Which is filled with arsenic, right?
0: Yes, yeah. It would be ironic if it was a person whose name was Stuart that they Aww. made into the stew. But, no, it was a young woman. Maybe they only
1: kill people named Stuart just cause, so they can do that pun every time. I would have been down for that.
0: Well, there's got to be other meals that you could have. um,
1: like stew. Every time they're eating, they're making stew. I'm just saying.
0: Well, yeah, but what about, <laughs> like, like? are there other meals that the name itself sounds like a person's name that you could do? <laughs> Probably. Jerky? No, I don't. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, if uh, we think of any, we'll throw them in the Yeah, outtakes. we definitely, will. Uh, we definitely uh, will. But yeah,
0: but like you said, there's arsenic in it because I think it, th- at this point, the father's like, you know, he knows that they've been found out, right? Yeah, like, he jigs up has to yeah. Yeah, he has Zook's phone and knows that they've gotten found out um and he's like all right like so they get into this amazing steampunk garb uh at, like really <laughs> old school traditional stuff. He's got his tweed vest that he's rocking. I don't know. I don't think it's actually tweed. Uh but yeah, he decides he's going to poison everybody. And I think it's the middle child and who Rose, notices it. Yep.
1: Yeah. Rose and she's you know it. she's like Iris like you know like trying to get her older sister to do something, right? Cuz Rose is kind of the one that's been the like, almost the most rebellious, right? Like, she, she was planning to already, like, kind of run away. She's telling the little brother, like, listen to me when the time comes. You know, uh, she's very brave for, for this 14-year-old girl, you know? And, and she's she's trying to whisper Iris's name as they're getting ready to eat. And she's just like, Iris, you know? Like, Iris. And, and nobody's doing anything. And then Rory, the son, is about to bite into that stew. And she flips his plate over. And you just see, like, the father is fucking pissed, right? And then there's a knock at the door. Uh, and and it's, this
0: is so tense.
1: Yeah, I, I
0: know. I, I know I cut you off again, but like th- you, I think this is a really well made film.
1: It is. It's like, it's very I, well made. It's, it's yeah,
0: I, I do think, you know, it's 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 got solid pacing, great actors. And, you know, I, I do think. You know, it is a very well done film overall. Just want to, you know, just want to put put that in there. But yeah, this the tension is broken and then increased, um yeah, with, yeah. and it's, then heightened when the doctor comes in.
1: Yeah, the doctor's got, and and you mentioned earlier he had stopped at the at the police station. Uh, he stole the sheriff's gun by distracting the I, I don't know, she's like a secretary or you know whatever whatever office manager, uh, whatever they call it in the police department. I don't know. Um, with with his dog and you know he's arrived. He has a gun in his pocket. And, uh, you know, him and the father sit down across from each other. The kids are not in the room anymore. They're, like, off to the side. And it's just great, like, it's almost like a Western showdown, right? Because we know that there's a gun. Deputy Anders' gun is in this drawer behind it's the It's what inglorious Bastards kept trying to pull off. <laughs> yeah.
0: But yeah, better. <laughs> actually, yeah.
1: And, and you know we, know, we know the doc has the gun in his pocket. We know the gun is behind the father. Um, you know, and he reaches in and he gets a match. And it's just, he's building that tension and he lights a cigarette and, you know, the the father's not giving anything away. And, you know, they're having this back and forth um, and his hand shaking and and the doc calls it out, right? He's like, you know, he's like, oh, you know, talks about his hand. He's like, oh, you're not here to talk about my health, doc. Uh, And finally, Doc Barrow just says, you know, about the cannibalism. Like, did did you kill my daughter? Did you eat my daughter? Right? Like, he literally asked that. He's like, did you eat eat my my daughter? daughter? Santa Claus? (laughs) Yeah. That, Always sunny. Is that my daughter in there? <laughs> Two references. Back oh, nice! Whoa! Dude. Woo! Yeah. Can't handle Can't it. But yeah, yeah, it's really intense. You know, he's like, "Did you eat my daughter?" And uh, the father pulls out the gun, and he's he's gonna hit him right. Like he's he gets the first shot off, and Iris, the eldest daughter, she jumps in the way um, and protects Doc Barrow, which I thought was was uh, was pretty incredible. Right? Like she yeah she yeah have that a caught personal, me off guard. Con- she doesn't have a personal connection to him, but. I think she just realizes right from wrong, you know, and knows that this is a man who whose daughter they ate. They killed and ate her. And you Yeah, know, they he, hurt him enough. You yeah, know. he wants justice. Um, and the father is willing to kill his own kids. So, like, I think they know, like, they can't be loyal to him anymore, you know, because he's going to kill them. Uh, and, yeah, so she saves the doc's life. The doc fires off a shot. He, You know, he hits the father. The father goes down. Uh, and Doc gets up and he's gonna fire another shot, and the father's not moving, um, which I thought was really stupid. I mean, if you ate my daughter, I'd fucking light you up. That, that's just my personal opinion. But the gun wouldn't be enough. Yeah, know, right. Like, <laughs> I'll he's only just kind of like, s- only uh, say that, <laughs> you son of a bitch. And he grabs the gun, uh, the other gun off the floor, and he turns. He back just and...
0: imagine if he just, uh, he just went to do no harm, the <laughs> Hippocratic Oath. He was like, you I, motherfucker. <laughs> I, what, I, what
1: I will say is that maybe he. You know, he's a he's a very good person, Doc Barrow, and he decides he wants to help Iris more than, you know, take out anger on the father's body. So, he, you know, he turns back to Iris and he's like, you're going to be okay. Stay with me. You know, he's trying to check on her, uh, make sure she's okay. And, of course, being a horror movie, uh, Frank, the father, is not dead. And he comes up behind them with, like, a frying pan or something and hits him in the head, right? And knocks, knocks the doc down. Um, yeah,
0: those uh, those cast iron skillets ain't nothing to fuck with. Yeah, dude, uh, that would fuck your but Yeah, off. And uh, you know, and <laughs> the, of course that, you know, that leads to this uh chase scene, the you know, the Rose what? takes Rory and to the once again to the neighbor they continue to shit on. After they try to go uh, to the
1: car, it didn't lock the car doors though. Come on.
0: I know she's fucking, uh, but yeah, yeah, you know, it, it, the adrenaline's rushing. There's a mm-hmm. lot, but yeah, so so, the, so there is this this chase scene, and uh, you know the neighbors the neighbors dog gets out as she lets the kids in. The fucking dog gets killed by the father. And I then, didn't even catch know, he, that. Did they yeah, show there's it? a yipe. There's a little yipe from oh, off screen okay. that you oh, hear, damn. like, eep, eep, and I was like, oh, you motherfucker. Uh, so now you really you, you gotta kill him. you <laughs> yeah, know, kill now, people. It's one. Now thing. you got it the whole audience
1: the on board to kill this guy. Yeah, yeah just exactly.
0: Kill the now dog. we kind of gotta. <laughs> we gotta kill you, um, but yeah. So,
1: uh, so, so, does he end up killing the neighbor too? Yeah, he pulls. He, uh, she's like checking out the window uh, or, or like the glass of her door and he like oh, busts through shit. it like pulls her forward i guess he uses the glass to slit her throat yeah and he
0: shatters the window with his hands then rubs her rubs <laughs> he cuts her throat
1: across the sh- the jagged glass that he oh, broke it's off it's brutal and then yeah. he drags uh, Rory and, and Rose back and he gets Rose back by saying Iris needs you you know and she's like Mother Iris needs me fucker and he's like yeah Iris needs you and she she comes back she loves her sister
0: yeah, I, I do think it is terrible and uh, I'm not sure it is necessarily a political thing, but like that does become the case with abusive families that you do keep going back to that family just because you don't want to leave your sibling alone like you really do love. You know, your it might be your your you, your sibling or it might be your kid or something. You stay in an abusive relationship for your kid, stuff like that. And you know, he is uh you know, through and through he he does I think represent uh toxic masculinity. He represents the patriarchy and he does represent the, the manipulative nature of, of of abusers.
1: Yeah, I agree. Absolutely.
0: So yeah, they end up making their way back and uh what what is what is the final <laughs> thing? Who the doc doesn't doesn't kill him, right?
1: No, the doc's knocked out. Um so they they come back and again the kids know they're about to die uh and Rose just starts biting into Frank's throat, into her father's throat. Like viciously. And I thought this was Yeah, I thought this was just going
0: to be to kill him. I thought they were going to like so did oh, I. how yep. ironic. You know, they 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 ripped his throat out with their teeth and they killed him, but no, they um they
1: feast. They, yeah, they've well, been fasting for three days, baby. They got me when when Iris stabs him in the hand and then just starts eating his arm, and I was like, okay, uh, they're not just trying to kill him. <laughs> like, I, I think no, yeah. like, they don't show it, but Rory goes under the table at his leg, so I think he's also eating his leg. Um, oh, because yeah, we did point. remember Rory tried to that. bite the neighbor's hand earlier, right when he was feverish. Like you know, he's like, I'm hungry. Like he, the boy knows what he wants. Uh, yeah, this <laughs> poor kid. And, and so I think and, he's, you know,
0: cause that's what, he, that's what he's been conditioned yeah, to do. Yeah.
1: You know, this is, this is good to them. So they, they just, it, it's fucking, it's kind of awesome and gross at the same time as they're just like, he's like laid out on the table, like, like Jesus style. Right. As they're just feasting on him and, and, uh, you know, ripping off pe- chunks of skin and, and swallowing it. And then, um, the doc is coming around and I thought this was a great moment. Cause he had mentioned earlier that, um, his daughter's hair clip was being worn by Rose, and uh, I think she takes it off and puts it on his lap. And then yeah, they, they yeah. take the book and they go. And the father's dead. Um, they, they spare the doc. You know, I mean, hopefully he's pretty hurt. <laughs> but uh, they spare the doc and they, they leave, right? They, they take off in the car, the three of them, to start anew somewhere else. Um, and and I, I do think it's an, it's an interesting ending because they still have that book of traditions with them. So there's there's two ways you could look yeah, at it. I'm surprised
0: they didn't leave it behind and burn the place down with it. You
1: know? Yeah, so like the one the one thing I think was like, is this their way of breaking it by making sure no one ever sees that and ever has that? Or have they decided to keep the tradition going in the end after all? Because I mean, they happily feasted on their father. I don't know, I think it could go either way.
0: Yeah, or maybe, like, they're just now going to do a new sect of it.
1: Like, yeah, like What if it different. becomes
0: this ultra-feminist cannibal culture <laughs> where, like, you eat the patriarch of the family at a certain point? You know, like, that's a possibility, too. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I was... Uh, and, and once again, this you know good horror has has these themes in it and i don't think that this movie really had those themes you and i given the nature of the podcast we literally had to read between the lines and you know yeah. kind of try and relate relate this to to our current culture right and um and the big the big takeaway i got at the end of this was older generations you cannot continue to starve belittle and keep down the younger generations. You can't continue to do that and not expect to be eaten for it.
1: Yeah, and this isn't, this isn't a new theme, right? Like, this is something that George Romero did in Night of the Living Dead, you know? Like, there will be a new movement. There will be a new generation of people that will rise up and eat the old, you know? Uh, hopefully eat the rich. <laughs> and uh, Yeah, ideally. Right? <laughs> and like you said, it's just that that's the way it always goes and the way it always will. And, and hopefully... Um, these next generations that rise up will will finally push us um, to a to a better future a better progressive world uh, before it's too late (laughs) because because you know the earth's dying and all that but uh, yeah I think that was definitely definitely one of the major themes of course religion was was a huge one here Um, you know but we we, yeah we definitely read between the lines it's a good film Um, it's a it's a I wouldn't call it scary, but definitely tension building, you know, had me like yeah, on the was edge really of my seat a little thriller, bit. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know? And,
0: uh, you know, it is, I think it's a good point that they, they kind of show you within the first 20 minutes or so that they were cannibals right. and, uh, just let you sit with that because that alone is so unnerving and jarring. And it, and it really does kind of keep you, like you said, on the edge of your seat, it does keep you tense. Um,
1: I think yeah, I actually texted I, uh, you and said, "Oh, there better be a twist here." But actually, like the more the movie went on, I'm glad there wasn't. Like to me, the the big moment was like them eating their dad. That was like, wow, like all
0: right, you know? Was, yeah, because there really wasn't a twist. No, no. They were, it's exactly what you thought it yeah, was. But, but it, it it's did just it well. seeing it go to it come to a head. You know, yeah. um, you know, it is. Uh, we talk a lot about it on this podcast about how like we we have become so. Uh, involved with capitalist culture because we've been born into it and you know the the idea is of course uh, we need to uh eat others to survive we're naturally selfish people it just is what it is at this point and um You know, that that has made its way. I think it is. I think capitalism is coming to a head in the United States, uh, and it coincides with with race relations as well. Like class and race are so deeply intertwined in our country's history. And you can't you can't continue to be surprised that there are millions of people without health care that are now having to survive a pandemic. And there's no stimulus. There's no relief money. It's going to all the corporations. But you're telling these people, listen, you have to go back to work for us. You have to see the economy. You have to go back to work. You have to put yourself at risk. Don't be surprised when it all gets burnt the fuck down. Don't be surprised when we eat yeah. you alive
1: because that's the only way we can live at this point. I mean, we're literally in a position where uh, Democrats and Republicans are arguing over, you know, yeah, it, it, it's what, like $2 trillion, but compared to – or like $2 billion, but compared to what – you know, uh, what that deal could do, they could make it happen. They could make it happen today, right? There, there is a stimulus package that was signed off by the Republican Party. Um, and unfortunately, you know, Nancy Pelosi is, is still fighting it. So, you know, people are starving. Well, yeah. And, and you like...
0: I mean, they, they really don't trust the the, uh, the people. They do not yeah. trust United States citizens because guess what? When I got that $1,200 stimulus and it said Donald Trump at the bottom of the fucking letter and everything, was I like, you know what? I'm going to vote for Donald Trump. <laughs> no, I'm not fucking going to vote for him for that. You know, I said it before and I'll say it again. I've been working since I was 12 fucking years old. Yeah. Okay? I like don't you know don't. I mean, I
1: could see it working. I could see it working on people. It
0: could for some people. But I'm you know sure. what? If
1: like if the alternative is letting them starve to death or or be evicted, like grow up. You know what I mean? Like it's it's like this should be bigger than an election. Like I I feel like. Both sides are trying to like ransom us. Like they're they're like trying to hold yes, things hostage. They're you holding know? us hostage. Like, they're holding oh. the
0: American people hostage. Yeah, bro. it's like oh, you
1: want you want a Democratic candidate? Well, uh, well, we need to get a certain amount of money, you know, for this stimulus package. And, and the Republicans are like, well, no, we're we're not going to do that. We'll, we'll give you this. We'll give the American people their twelve hundred dollar checks because uh, we want to get this done before the election. You know, it's just like this back and forth. Uh, and again, we're we're caught in the middle. Um, And you want to tell me that these these two parties have our best interests at heart. Uh, I I don't believe it.
0: Yeah, the fact the fact that either uh, supporter, there's no way like if you're a Democrat, you can believe the Democrats have the best interests of the American people at heart. and There's no way if you're a Republican, you can believe that the American people have the best interests of uh, sorry. There's no way you can believe that Republicans have the the best interest of the American people at heart. Like I this 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 duopoly, which really, you know, they mentioned it in Amped Up with Ryan Knight and Angela Walker, VP uh, candidate for the Green Party, said like this isn't a duopoly. It's a monopoly. Yeah. The Democrats and the Republicans are pretty much the same people at this point. They are both on the right. Yep. And and you know, you go further left from there and you get like liberals. And then you go further left, and and that's when you start getting into, you know, socialists, communists, progressives, anarchists, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Like there are all these terrible names that are put on it. Like even in the purge anarchy, right? Anarchy, everything's raining, you know, there's no rules, blah, blah, blah. You know, we're we're made to look like villains because of our political beliefs. When our when our beliefs, they're far from political. Our yeah. beliefs are everybody deserves to have that's it everybody deserves shelter everybody deserves clothing everybody deserves to 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 have a life where they don't have to work three jobs to make ends meet and we are if we are really the most prosperous country in the entire world like we claim to be there's no reason why everybody can't have and and if you're part of this you know the Stockholm syndrome cult. That's like, oh well, you know, we've been told that 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 life is supposed to be this way. You have to work for every single thing you have, even if you're not able to get you know get those things. You have to work seven jobs, blah blah blah. You know, we use ter- we use the unemployment rate to to be a a pillar of somebody. Um, we use the unemployment rate to be an example of of a president's success or something like that. But guess what? Unemployment rate doesn't mean anything if th- if one person holds three jobs. Yeah, they have more (laughs) jobs, you know, and even just the idea of the working class. A lot of socialists, we talk about that. And I think we only do talk about the working class because we want to appeal to more conservative audiences. Mm -hmm. But it shouldn't even be the working class. It it shouldn't just be that you're entitled to, to, to have basic human rights because you have a job. You should be entitled to basic human rights in the first place
1: cuz you're a living being, right? I mean like I don't and think these are like yeah. radical concepts that It's not. You, and, know. <laughs> you
0: know. And let's pull it back around to the religious thing, right?
1: You were talking about
0: Jesus. Jesus was a socialist. Jesus was pro uh, sex work. Jesus was was anti-bankers and and, and everything. Jesus uh, the entire cornerstone of of Christianity is that it's the poor man's religion. Yep. The, the, everything says, give up your riches, give up your materials, and you'll be accepted into the kingdom of God. So why is it that... All of these politicians who claim to be Christians and, and really religious people, that they're the ones making all the money and, and all the other people who are going into churches and tithing $20, $40 each time, sometimes more. They're hoarding the 99% of the
1: giving wealth. Giving it up.
0: It's just, Come on, it's man. Come on. That's, if you really believe you're a Christian, then you shouldn't be supporting either of these parties. You shouldn't be supporting these leaders. You should be marching with us in the streets. Yep. or podcasting with us in the booth, whatever it is, <laughs> you know, <laughs> whatever, whatever you're able to do, you should, you should be able to do it. And, or using um, your
1: vote, right? Yeah. They always tell you, you, got, yes. you know, use your vote. So use your vote and use it well. Use your vote um, and vote green. <laughs> yeah. Vote green. You know, I think at this point, that's our best, our best option, um, to at least get them the 5% that, that they need to, to get proper funding and, and recognize. So, um, you know, at the very least, you know, especially if you're really feeling that guilty and, you know, your family and your friends are yelling at you that you have to vote Biden and you're, you're not in a swing state. Don't even sweat it. Right. Like you don't have to worry. Just, you know, vote with your heart. But um, I implore you to, to, to follow follow your truth. And, uh, you know, if you if you don't support any of these candidates, don't don't give them the luxury of your vote uh, or your time. It's just, it's not worth it. They don't care about you. Yeah.
0: They're not willing to cede any policies. They keep talking about how important the, you know, the vote of the left is that, okay, then give us one, give us Medicare for all, Yeah. give us a green new deal, you know, give us, uh, you know, defunding and redistributing the, the, the resources of the, of law enforcement. Like give they're not going to do anything. So guess what? I guess it's not that important. Like, I literally don't believe that anything will change if Biden gets elected. Therefore I have nothing to lose. You know, <laughs>
1: you know it's funny, I, um, I don't, I, there's a there's a page I follow that um, it's like a comic book page. And they were talking about how the Russo brothers are holding like a campaign rally for Biden. Um and this <laughs> this one guy was like, Well, I guess they're gonna love uh you know, supporting uh, you know, rioting and burning down, you know, the sets of their films and movie theaters and you know, yep, they support. that's and,
0: what they're doing. And and I, I commented I was doing. like, Well
1: like Joe Biden doesn't even support that. Like he he actually He's wants to increase cool. funding to the police. So uh just so you know there's two conservatives running right now. So I you know, your comment makes zero sense. Uh, but it's just like, there's just, that's
0: because, I mean, that's the narrative, dude. Listen, I'll tell you, you
1: buy one gun, you start
0: getting all of the, or you listen for me, it was purchasing a firearm. And then it was also uh, looking up, like, the Joe Biden gaffes that he's made. Uh, Those two things, I get so much Trump propaganda in all my social media now, like all these ads. And it literally shows you, like, buildings burning and stuff and saying Joe Biden and the radical left. He believes in the anarchies. He's a socialist, blah, blah, blah. I wish Joe Biden was that cool. I wish he believed in burning it all down. But he doesn't. He is nowhere near. He's another corporate politician, you know, just... Just like Trump, just like the rest of them. And you know, that that's it. So yeah. you know, and I I I feel bad too because how many people are, are seeing that and being like, oh my God. Maybe they're maybe the same way Democrats are being uh, you know, made afraid to and, and having that fear mongering used to to vote for Biden, maybe there are conservatives who are, you know, they're like, Oh, I don't necessarily like Trump, but I don't want the stuff that Biden, you know, meanwhile, they say that Biden's America is going to look like what Trump's America looks like now, but whatever, you know. But I'm sure there are people on both sides who are being shamed into voting for the duopoly, for the you know, for the corporate monopoly, and uh, and it really is a shame. But I'm I am glad that this decision has been very easy for me because yeah. Biden hasn't vowed to change anything that uh, about the United States that that Trump is, I don't want to say made wrong, you know, just he's continued a yep. terrible tradition. The, you know, the only thing he probably hasn't continued is our imperialist uh, policies.
1: Yeah, it's, yeah, I mean, definitely, <laughs> yeah, we, we're in uh, less wars than we've been in a long time. So, I mean, that's something, I guess. Uh, we, we haven't been killing as many people overseas. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, three, three weeks away from election uh, day, and I don't think much is going to change no matter what. So, uh, you know, be like these kids and break tradition. Yeah. Um, and don't vote for the two-party system.
0: And eat the rich. Eat the, and in yeah. this movie, you know, it was more of a generational thing. But also, yeah, eat the rich. Eat those in power who who are going to be happy with starving you.
1: Eat the Pelosi's, right? Yeah, please. Who who has no a $25 her back. Gallon, uh, pints of ice cream, whatever the fuck she has, right? Something ridiculous like that. <laughs>
0: yeah, you know, who your gr- new green dream, whatever. Uh, but, uh, you know, that being said, it, wh- when you're done eating the rich, please make sure that you're listening to us. Rate and review us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, find us on YouTube at the Politipod podcast where you can like and subscribe and have access to special behind the scenes content, which is it's going to ha- fucking happen, guys. And, uh, <laughs> and also, once, <laughs> once you get a setup, you know, we'll do like a double like this is what my mic setup looks like. And I'll do that. And it yeah, will keep that for a couple months. And also our outtakes, too. We do put our outtakes on YouTube. Uh, you'll find our Halloween outtakes on there soon as well. Find us on Twitter at Politipop Pod, on Instagram at Podcast. Uh Email us at politipodcast at gmail.com and let us know what you thought of uh, Somos Locai. Watch the Mexican version so we don't have to. And then compare notes. That would be awesome. That's your homework assignment. Yeah, Or maybe watch tell us it's so good we'll we we
1: have to watch it.
0: Yeah, and maybe we'll do a Patreon episode on that. That is also happening. There's a Patreon coming. It's, it's going to happen. Is this is uh the pa- us getting to to our Patreon is like Goku getting dynamic. It, like, <laughs> you know, Goku's <laughs> going to get dynamic eventually. The yeah. longest saga in, in third, all of Dragon Ball. 75 game. episodes, but we'll be there. We'll get to we'll get to Patreon. And I think I'm actually I'm planning on making it like just as communist as possible. I'm nice. like probably just going to do like maybe one or two tiers. But I'll give the option to be like, listen, give whatever you want, whatever you think <laughs> yeah. we're giving is worth it. But, you know, if you're paying a dollar, there's not much of a reason why you shouldn't have access to the stuff we're we're giving to the higher paying members. Yeah, you know I like that. I mean? That's great. Everybody, yeah, everybody should give what you can. And then that saves me a lot of work from having to uh, having yeah. to make 35 yeah. different tiers. Uh, so yeah, email us at politipodcasts at gmail.com. You can find our show notes and sources at politipodcasts at wordpress.com, where we'll uh, include articles and everything talking about how the Democrats are holding uh, people's lives hostage (laughs) and people's livelihoods and welfare and uh thank special thanks to all of you listeners uh and to antonia chava for logo design for the politipop podcast i've been mike booch and i've been ty and remember no matter what you're watching to scare yourself this month no matter what you're listening to no matter what you're reading whatever it is just always remember to never stop thinking never stop learning and read between the lines And see. Oh, thank God.